how do you so the best way to do say it is when you're on the internet you're seeing everyone's highlight reel you know you're seeing all the beautiful moments happy things and now you're starting to create these images of yourself in their position so what was <laughs> what was your very first you know time where you could consciously acknowledge you were being peer pressured I think my first time ever feeling like I was peer pressured, well, one of, one of two things. The first one was being around a certain group of people I think I was trying to impress mm-hmm. and seeing them treat other people wrongly, like in school. Yeah. Maybe the quiet kids or the quote-unquote unpopular kids or something. Mm-hmm. And, and being in that, not necessarily always participating, but, I mean, if I'm a bystander, I'm participating, you know, if I'm not saying anything. And also, I think, like, when I first got into smoking weed, I think those would be the two things that I can definitely account for that I was <laughs> I was peer pressure for, Look. for sure. Hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hi, Mom. But, um, I know she's going to watch yeah. this one. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, to go, so lead off of the end of piece of it. So the weed smoking for me in the household I was raised in was a super common thing, you know, to use. I don't know if it's a racial thing, but okay, let's be honest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, brothers, brothers, you know, we, 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 we was on a, you know, a little ahead of time. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I grew up in a household where, you know, my grandma smoked weed, aunts, uncles, cousins, and it was, it was kind of like, it's expected as we get older that we're also going to do it because those before us are using it for some form of comfort or relaxation. And, it, you know, what I'm saying it's, I don't think there's anything super negative about it as long as it's not hindering you in a way that's grown to, like, become this major dependency. Yeah. Like and it's now, not an extreme habit every now, single day. Now yeah. it's going from habit to addiction. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going from. I kind of I smoke every now and then to every every twenty four hours. I'm I'm, in, yeah. I'm 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 doing at least two of these joints. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. your problem. <laughs> so what do you think was your first time feeling peer pressure? Then, if it wasn't like weed, it wasn't you know anything else. Then what what do you think it was? It would it probably would have to be like because I actually because I've had time to think about it. I I, I so. I had a it, my, it had to come from my dad honestly, and then it comes from a place of aggression. Um, it's the first time I acknowledge that like that type. It's not even peer pressure, but it's the first pressure I could f- truly like feel. Well, like you know, it was like being being because of what it what it could have done, where it could have taken me, but it worked because. Of how I was being raised, you know, saying I wasn't raised to be, you know, an idiot. So I could understand what he meant by that was, I'm not saying in every moment of your life you need to stand up and fight, but there's a reason for you to be taking these these moments on your back. Yeah. So that's the first time that I've I experienced that pressure and started like kind of standing up for myself and my presence kind of increased. You saying your your confidence with yourself. Do you think 
any any of that led into kind of in school and I was a violent child already. <laughs> so it it wasn't like like it wasn't um, let's be honest. I'm mm, man, I was terrible. Mom's to tell you. Uh <laughs> she would she would tell you in a minute. I was I was punching everything that moved. But it's just because of I was I was you know what I'm saying? I was in a environment where that was okay. Like mm-hmm. I'm mad. I'm about to hit you right in your shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? It's not <laughs> like it wasn't there was no you know what I'm saying? It, it was, wasn't like hold on, let's, talk, let's was, talk about this. It was black and white for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mad. Are you a yeah. cousin? Yeah. Eat that nigga ass. <laughs> Excuse my language. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Like, if you knew how many time, like how much me and my siblings fought, when I when I fought in school, you'd be like, "Oh, he do that all the time." <laughs> like, it's just, it's just there's not, <laughs> there's no positive way to teach like that type of like aggression, honestly, because it's hard to train someone. When it's necessary, and you, mm. and you could say, only when you only when you're hit, you hit back. Yeah, but you're still telling me, hit. I can't do it now. Yeah, and and it's based off of my child judgment. So now I have in the back of my mind. At some point, this is okay. Yeah, at some point I'm gonna hit him. Now I don't know if it's okay right now, <laughs> yeah. but I really feel like hitting him. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it kind of you you're now setting a standard for. I can hit another. I can hit another human being now. Yeah. And once that once that standard is put out there, in a kid in a kid's mind, all it, all I remember is this is, this is kind of okay what I'm doing right now. But then you get punished and now you have questions. But I was, you know what I'm saying? It's like now I'm home. Now the lesson that I've, that has been instilled in me, the aggression you've told me I need to have to stand up for myself. I've now, I for you know what I'm saying when you now you're in front of your parent. And you understand you can't have that here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, but the difference is between that at school and your parents is they've used aggression for on you to, for, so for you to submit to them. But they can't see past their lessons that they've given you hindering your greatness. So you're saying it's like the... You're saying it's almost hypocritical. It's 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 like yeah, but, but that's the best way to say it. You're you're giving me a sword with two edges. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They they put it in your head. Literally. You went and you behaved I, in now, that way. Yeah, I've now and I've now weaponized that lesson. Yeah. I'm using it because I'm confident now, and 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 my parents are telling me, like I said, this is okay. And you're confused. I, I am because I want to hit super the, confused. I want to hit this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you know he he be, he be talking to me crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm five. <laughs> I'm, about, I'm about to hit him. <laughs> and then you go home after hitting him. Look, and now now you're getting hit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, did con- you <laughs> continuous cycle? You know what I'm saying? Didn't you tell me? Yeah. Oh, now you know what I'm saying. But then it's like, but then you also understand. It's it's a weird process, and I you know, and I don't know if it's a. I'm sure people are saying that's a better way to go about it, but for me, it's just, it's a part of what I know. Obviously, I'm not raising my kids the same way, but it took longer than it should have for it to take effect. It, it, took, a, it took a hit for a hit 
over time continuously for me to come out of it. Hmm. But I can't blame my parents for all of it, for teaching me in the ways that they, that they knew best at the yeah. time. How much did you feel on your shoulders when you, so you go to school kind of with that energy? Mm. It could, well, you're a kid. Yeah. And, and let's just say, it's not, it's not, let's be honest, when you're a kid, not many things linger in your mind. Yeah. Your day just starts and you're there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I'm your saying? Your mind's completely empty. I wake up, I'm on the bus, I'm at school. Yeah. By the time you get to the classroom, you've already forgotten what's happened on the bus. Only way you're going to remember, another kid brings it up. Whether it be positive or negative, right? It it just takes that moment to occur, right? Boom. Violence. Aggression. Mm, mm, I'm mad. Mm, mm, mm. All right, now you and this kid, you're locked in. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. However you got there, you got there. Lunchroom, classroom, bathroom, whatever. Now you're now arguing, right? Let's say this kid gets close, right? Let's say a common thing that happens with two people who know they shouldn't fight. What do they say? Touch me. Yeah. I'm going to touch you. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm a toucher. And so, you know what I'm saying? Push me. Oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's what you want me to do? Okay. That's it. But, but, so, but that, that's just the thing about it. Like, you know what's happening is in some way, shape, or form, even though you're in elementary school, you're telling that other kid to take that act first so you can validate your actions after. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't understand why, it's because you've now you've been you've been taught this. This you're not, you're not telling him to, to hit you or push yeah. you, because you want him to hit you or push you. You're telling him to do it so you can so react. You can, you can now use that lesson. <laughs> yeah. And, and unconscious to you, that's where the lesson begins. That's and that's how that lesson's instilled in you. You're now begging for violence to get violent. Mm. It's been right now. <laughs> it's been. This is like a continuous cycle. Exactly. And it never stops because what you go home now, hit me like you hit him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, now your parents, are, listen, listen, your parents are telling you, you know, you shouldn't have did that. But mom, you told me, stop talking back when I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just. And then potentially you, a person could grow up. Not, you know what I'm saying? Teach the same thing to their Literally. kids. And you've also taught that child how to now use their position as the adult in another you know in their life to kind of shun them yeah so I can't even tell you what you what you've done to me is wrong you'll never know because I now have to shut the fuck up <laughs> you know you know what I'm saying you're going in so many layers of this and it's really <laughs> no I, I love it it's like you're saying okay it starts with the initial lesson yeah and then now I've gained that energy mm-hmm. and I'm going to school <laughs> and I'm I'm hitting kids <laughs> exactly. Then you go home and it's not okay. Yep. So then they're they're weaponizing the same lesson mm. that they taught you against you. So then now you grow up. Right, you're getting older now. One, you still have the aggression from the first mm-hmm. lesson, but two, you have now weaponized your parenting, I guess, yeah. against anything that they're willing to say. Yeah. To protest you, and then, man. <laughs> well, I, that's completely true. It is and literally. I think um, it's it's in, in black household. It's like it's like a blueprint. Mm. It's like it's like the start for you to be strong, especially if you're male. It's it's just it's it's literally like how how a black father who came in from hard times 
would talk to their son in those moments. If I come home and I tell my dad I'm being bullied, by who? You let him do that? You know what I'm saying? It's the it, the energy isn't even. I feel bad for you. It's mm. it's why are you letting that happen? Yeah, you're not you're like you're not standing up for yourself. The pride of the adult cannot be understood by a child. It is, they're too young. It's just not. They can't digest that. They can't think about it in the way you're thinking about you know it. What I'm now, saying like we don't. A child doesn't have pride. It's given to them. You love this football team. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I love that team. Who stays? You know who? You know cheer for them. Oh, I love you know Peyton Manning. Yeah. Oh, he'll never lose. He's the greatest of all time. What is it? You know, dad saying that. You're not. You're a kid. You don't know that. You listen to your dad say that. You're watching him be so passionate and happy about it, right? And now, as a kid, you're digesting this as my dad loves this. I'm not going to disrespect it. I'm also going to love this. Now, someone disrespecting that isn't someone disrespecting you. It's someone disrespecting that person that you hold higher than you. Mm. And the visions they carry. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, okay, let's say your dad loves the Knicks or yeah. something. Then when you grow older, not the Knicks. <laughs> I d- <laughs> you grow older and you don't even realize that subconsciously the reason why you're defending the team so much exactly. is because I mean that's not always the case, but I mean there's there's not many different ways for people to start loving teams other than you're from there. You're a kid. You like the colors. You know what I'm saying? Or, but please don't let me don't let me, don't let me uh, no. I mean, from your topic. Well, um, how much do you think that that pressure from your parents? Mm-hmm. How much do you think it weighs on decisions you make later on? Not too well, much later on, but when you start becoming a, a young. Let's let's say it this way: that pressure made a whole country racist. That's that's how serious that pressure is. Explain. Okay, let's talk about it. Yeah. Just a simple fact. You're you you're not raised hating me, right? I'm not raised hating you. But if my dad hates the Ramirez is across the street, fuck the motherfucking Ramirez <laughs> across the street. For no <laughs> reason. Yeah. Point is but it's 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 what I was raised to, you know, be like. And now whenever I see the Ramirez across the street and you know some bullshit. I'm going to bring up everything my dad rants about. They don't take out their trash. They don't clean themselves. they trifling. And I'm going to carry this. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to carry this over all, at all times, even though I've never talked to the Ramirez. Yeah. We that's have just zero, the I- idea you have. Zero interactions. Yeah. I just know they're trifling and they don't take out their trash. And over time, that thought of the Ramirez's, because now they're my, they're my standard, Right. My dad raised me to know that that's how they are. And they're beneath you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Now, you look like the Ramirez's. Y'all yeah. got the same skin tone. Yeah. All that stuff. Well, the ones that live across the street from me. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not, I'm, I've now grown past the Ramirez's. The Ramirez's. The ones that, that live across the street from me. Oh, yeah. They, my dad always tells me how terrible they are. But your ideas stay the same. Exactly. And I've never seen them take out the trash. Cause now you're, cause you know, now you're looking out, you're looking for this trash your dad's complaining about, and now you're seeing it. But you're a kid; you don't even know the trash goes out. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. you don't know. <laughs> you just take it out when they tell you. 
that's you know what I'm saying it's so simple and easy to instill in a yeah. child. We will <clears throat> humans will pick up anything. Anything. It's not hard. Yeah. Do you think Man, you yeah, so because our parents and our environment is so important to us when we're younger. Mm-hmm. It it just makes me think of how most of the time people can't get out of that same mental constraints that they keep on themselves. And that mm-hmm. that goes with everything. So let's say mom and dad have a weird, not a weird, let's say they have a bad relationship with money in the sense of how, you know, they'll see somebody who's wealthy. Yeah. They have money. Oh, that person's an asshole. That person's this, that person's mm-hmm. that, you know, we don't want to be rich anyway. Like those, those kind of ideas will stick with somebody because of the environment that they're, that they're placed in. Same thing, like you said, with racism, same thing is like our, our environment when we're growing up is so influential. And if you don't kind of make the conscious decision to think for yourself, then it's, that's how you're thinking. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's set in stone. And so most people have the same ideas that they had when they were a kid. How much damage do you think social media is causing all the young people right now? All so, the youth. Whereas I feel like the influence kind of started in person. Social media has sped up the process. It's now put it right in your hands at any point in time for you to accidentally see. and Has put what? So anything. May it be. Um, a female exposing herself, celebrity leaks, you know, just anything negative, bullying, uh, hazing of somebody, demeaning someone for their looks, it's all on there. Everything's really just ready for a young person to discover and dive into deeper just to out of the idea of this is kind of entertaining. I want to understand this or I want to see more. Don't you think it's crazy how locked in everybody is on it? It's it's a, it's just it's kind of absurd. You know, it's just like an abyss. Yeah. You know, and you know, I say it it looks back. Maybe it's just maybe that's the way it looks back. It just pulls you in, and you can't come out of it. I just think there's there's not one person that's young. This, I mean, there is some that's not have some sort of social media presence. It's it's very slim in, in a, you know a very slim view of select individuals yeah. on this planet at this point that um lack a presence on social media at all. It's kind of a side question. If you were to get in a relationship with a woman mm-hmm. would any sort of social media behavior of hers have to stop no not necessarily have to stop but i guess turn you off of of pursuing her um honestly the simple answer would be like if she's doing something that i didn't know about that was like kind of like um maybe too exposing or maybe she was like openly negative about certain things maybe and i just be like I, 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 I can't see eye to eye with you and i don't want to live with that that's probably it 
outside of that, post your memes, you know, your do your statuses, have your fun. I don't see an issue at all. Put your little thirst traps up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do your thing, you know. Yeah. I know what I know what I got. Yeah. So you know, do you. Ball out. But you know, if you if you go crazy <laughs> <laughs> just just yeah. know I'm not staying around for that. <laughs> how much of how much of that kind of behavior on social media do you think is based on someone keeping up with what everybody else is doing mm-hmm. or do you think there's a different underlying reason well how do you is it, so the best way to do say it is when you're on the internet you're seeing everyone's highlight reel you know you're seeing all the beautiful moments happy things and now you're starting to create these images of yourself in their position your your fantasy is now you begging someone to make it your reality oftentimes. So like I think the influence it has is that you oftentimes want to bring other people's existence into your own. Mm. They went they went um how do you, what what is it called? Bundy jumping or whatever. Why can't we? I wanna do that. I've never done that. Somebody's eating hibachi, you know? <laughs> I never had hibachi. Yeah. Can't even spell hibachi. You want hibachi. (laughs) 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 You know know what I'm saying? It's just the hold it has on you as a person is is a bit rough to kind of stay, you know, yourself and get out of, you know, shake off and be like, yeah, that's cool, but I'm not in a position where I should even be thinking about that. No, you just want that video with your group of friends. You want that, that bathing suit. You know what I'm saying? With your with your assets showing. Yeah. Slow down. Live your life. Live at your pace. It's okay. How much different do you think you would feel if you just went anti everything? And just turned it all off. And social media, just turn it all off. Well, if I were to do that, we wouldn't have a podcast. <laughs> 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 Low key, yeah. <laughs> it'd be quite the problem. Wouldn't yeah. It? Anyway, <laughs> if I were to just well, let's say keep take a step minimum. back, right? Because <laughs> have you heard of like like dopamine detoxes? Mm-hmm. Just staying off any sort of thing that can increase your dopamine mm-hmm. for a set period of time, just to kind of reset. You know, so you kind of aren't so in that perpetual state of just yeah. scrolling and watching and dreaming of other people's situations like how much do you think that would change i know me personally that would change a lot now i don't think it would like change me as a person but man would i be bored like god i don't know, I really gotta, yeah i really gotta feel that because that's what we that's what i not like what you use your phone for is those moments of nothing's happening See, that's the problem. I'm sitting down, but it's like saying it's it's the equivalent of TV in the 90s, you know? It's, except for it's so much more accessible and it's with you at all times. You now always have it with you, which is, I can't say it's a problem because I can put it down. You know, I, when I'm, when I'm busy, I don't have it. When I'm working, I don't have it. So I can't be mad and you know I don't have the, this discomfort with self when I when I am indulging in the scrolling and the looking and 
because honestly if i'm not doing anything productive anyway whereas yes okay you might want to fill that void right you might feel like you're going overboard and if you are okay cool do something read a book but, but you're probably gonna end up reading a virtual book you know <laughs> it's yeah. just yeah they're, they're just it's just it's also positive things that you can do with that you know that phone other than watching those random video clips checking on your favorite celebrity and and, and that's where that's where the negatives are my only thing is so don't you kind of find it so i know in all aspects of your day mm-hmm. you don't have to just be on yeah. i mean i would like to be but i guess sometimes it's okay to just chill for yeah. a second you know but one of the problems with me is i found that man i could never let myself just be bored and i think this is kind of a problem mm-hmm. like no matter what I, if i'm going to the bathroom i have to bring my phone in there if i'm standing in line somewhere i have to have my phone if i'm <laughs> you know what i mean it's just so, okay I, I see i see what you're saying but I you have this attachment now b- yeah before it before it, you know the problem isn't so much that mm-hmm. what the problem is is that now i'm i'm anxious so the what you're saying is that the the phone has now become like a smoke break yes it's now like i'm not i'm no longer doing this to get the break anymore i now have created a problem yeah i understand what you're saying i understand what you're saying and it's so like in the past it was it was really bad like i would have to be washing dishes or something mm-hmm. and listening to something and i would always be listening to self-improvement stuff yeah but still why can't i just <laughs> you know do a singular action without having to listen to something all the time mm-hmm. and i think that just kind of raises anxiety like no matter what people nowadays can never be bored and they're always anxious and they're you in s- the yeah you get this eagerness to like you get this itch. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, you're sitting there. You're waiting. You reach for your pocket. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's like I'm not doing anything. I'm gonna see. You go on Facebook. Look. Pull your phone out. Look how easy. Look how easy it is. Unlock that thing with your thumb, finger, whatever. Scroll. Boom. I'm locked in. Yeah. You're locked in right in there, just like that. That quick. You're scrolling. But I feel like it's not. It's not that it's like. It's just. You're, you you've lost kind of like that that sense of I have you know I, I have nothing to do or you're not looking around you're not shaking your leg you know what I'm saying you're sitting down your your knees you know your knees going your legs going you now have a, a this thing that you can use for something gooder you know what I'm saying it doesn't have to be like I'm on break I have nothing going there's nothing for me to do pull my phone out scroll on Facebook you can change it to, you know, read a book, watch a documentary. That's the problem. Who's doing that, though? Well, let me tell you, I'm not doing that. That's just boring. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm not doing that. That's no. what I'm saying, though. <laughs> look, as, posi- look, I, look as, as, as happy as the thought of doing something great like that would be, man, it sounds fantastic, doesn't it? Yeah. What I'm not going to do <laughs> is what, you know, I want, you need, sometimes you don't have the energy. And uh, nine times out of ten, in, in let's say you're in that workforce or you have something you have to do, you can't 
you can't even sit down and indulge in something that'll slow you down. So it's like it's like a bang, you know what I'm saying? Or, or you know, it's like an energy drink kind of. It's like a like a double shot of espresso. It's it's maintaining me. You're saying the it's, taking that rest. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's it's like distracting me from that tiredness. Cause let's say you work. Let's say you work an early job, like. We, we know we we we, we yeah. have a, we have like it doesn't get earlier than this, but <laughs> <laughs> we we have a pretty early job. So we go in. Our first break is at you know eight whatever, but we got there like four whatever. You know, I am now tired as balls, <laughs> and I yeah. look, look I'm ready to go home. <laughs> and we got seven more hours. And I got seven day. more hours, and now I'm on break. And there are things you know you can't do on that first break. So you gotta wait for your second break. Why? Because if you do it now, you're gonna be dragging ass yeah. <laughs> until that second break. I cannot eat this full meal or whatever on my first break because if I do, I'll get that. You know what they call it? That itis. You know, yeah. uh, you you know you can't do that. So now you're holding off for that second break so you can eat that large. You know what I'm saying? That little that thing you prepped last night. Mm-hmm. That good din din. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, no. yeah. Now you bringing that in, you done heated that up. You finna enjoy this little lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, outside of that, back on the, you know what you can't do. You what you will do is you go in there, get a drink or something, get a little snack. You're gonna sit down. You're gonna pull your phone out. And what are you gonna do? You're gonna look for something entertaining, something to keep you up. You're gonna pay attention. You might laugh, giggle, whatever. But it's something that you want to see. Because if you do something else, you'll be like, this music's putting me to sleep, right? Oh, this, that show's putting me to sleep. You can't even you can't even look away from it because, like I said, you need this. It's, it's like a shot of energy. But I want to take it one step deeper. So the reason why I say we can never it's, – it's a bad thing that we can never be bored is mm-hmm. I'm definitely a huge believer on how you start the day and set the tone for the day. Yeah. It's pretty much how the rest of the day goes. So my only problem mm-hmm. with kind of those, and I'm not saying you go on break one time and you're on your phone. I'm like, you know, because I do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not looking at it too much. You know what I mean? <laughs> but my my point is, is I'm trying to not be like that mm-hmm. because it seems like how I set the tone on certain days, that's how the rest of the day seems to go. That's why I, I started doing the no phone first hour of the day. Mm-hmm. But I need to do no phone last hour of the day. That would be perfect. Mm. But I've, I've now set the tone for how I want my day to go. If I wake up and the first thing I check is my phone, now I'm much more in the mood to keep doing that at certain points of the day. I see what you're saying, but my phone's my alarm clock. And, uh, yeah, it's just not. I can't just wake up, turn it off, dress snack or whatever whatever i'm gonna do shower whatever work <clears throat> i wake up turn the alarm clock off unlock it notice you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. Take notifications obviously ain't nobody trying to talk to me you know what i'm saying <laughs> I, I need to get my ass up yeah but but yeah for like I, I just i cannot act like it's not in my hand yeah you know like it's it's not like i'm it doesn't feel like i'm dodging an addiction like if if I lose this thing, where is it? In my pocket? Yeah, it's in my pocket. If 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 I have this taken away, I'll be fine. Bored? 
but I'll be fine. You know, I'll I'll have to figure things out. You catch me at the nearest Hobby Lobby, <laughs> <laughs> trying to you know what I'm saying. It's trying to fill that void. He's <laughs> yeah, it's trying to figure it out. Yeah, like whatever I can learn a language, do a painting. I can't draw, but I know like I know that when that when it hits when it settles in, all I'm able to do is just sit there and look like be with myself, and it, the phone's just a, it's another escape for that. But Those Roman thoughts. I think the other issue with it though is don't you find when and it doesn't have to be from from your personal experience you can just broadly answer mm. it but from my experience when I'm let's say out on vacation mm-hmm. and I'm consistently scrolling yeah. on vacation or, or if I'm out somewhere at an experience <laughs> Now, now I'm not really there. I'm not in the moment. Oh, I see what you're saying. So yeah. I'm I'm trying to keep taking it deeper and deeper, so I can just yeah. get the point across. Is like, okay, yes, in certain areas, it's acceptable. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that someone has to just be all the time no phone, and you know it's unrealistic with the age that we, the day and age that we live in. I'm just simply saying, do you see what I'm stringing together here? Is okay now my my cycle is I wake up and I scroll. Then when there's any boring moment at all, I can't sit and be still. Because you have this opportunity. And live in the moment because mm-hmm. I'm going to pull out my phone and scroll. Yeah. That increases your anxiety because you can never sit still with your own thoughts. Yeah. With your own, you know, personal actions, like some small you're doing, you can never sit still. Mm-hmm. And then now when I'm going on a really fun experience, now I'm also pulling on my phone. At something that is not boring, it's extremely exciting, whatever I'm going to, but now my phone has to be out. Mm-hmm. So it's just a, a perpetual cycle of just being stuck in this and not being able to get out. And I think it's a huge problem. I think it's a lot of pressure on people. And it's just something I want to try to decrease yeah, as much as possible because it just. Do you feel happy when you're scrolling? I see something funny. Genuinely, do you feel? How do you feel as you're? Let's well, say, I'm not saying you do this all the time. But yeah. I don't even think you do. But have you ever had a moment where you just really blew time away on your phone, and you were like, you lost track of time, and a long period of time went by, and you're like, man, I just kind of wasted. My, you know, have you ever had a moment like that? No, <laughs> <laughs> I've never experienced that because I'm always on my phone and I've never paid attention. So <laughs> I just never, because if it's in my hand, that there's nothing going. Nine times out of ten, I, this is my window of opportunity. To just kind of BS, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I, um, and I, I really don't spend that much time on my phone. I, I mean. Like, really, most of my time on my phone is just me listening to music when I'm at the gym. Even when, like, because I'm there for, like, two hours, which is, like, the longest my phone will be running with, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Straight consecutively. But, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like unless you have, like, some crazy, some crazy, let's say you got some type of addiction on that it, that's, like, digital, Not, I feel like your phone is not, like, now your phone's a bad place. You're doubling up. You know what I'm saying? Now, now it's like, I'm looking at this right now, 
what I'm now what I'm thinking about how am I gonna get to you know what I'm saying what am I gonna look up that's that's gonna feed my mental problem yeah and, and give me that you know that that trof- that trophy type of hormone reward how how big of an issue do you think the the state of comparison is that we're in due to social media hmm. I think it was uh, for me at one point it was terrible for sure it was like like what Andrew Tate says I need to get me a Bugatti yeah <laughs> you know what I'm saying I had to <laughs> no I know gotta get, yeah. my first, gotta get my first super car <laughs> yeah <laughs> gotta blow, Bugatti look what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. I gotta blow 80,000 yeah <laughs> and get me a super car mm-hmm but the thing that kills me is <laughs> sometimes you have to take a step back and listen to the ideology of those who you th- who are you are letting persuade you you're inadequate. Just lean back, go ahead and go. You, it's in your hand anyway. Go ahead and sit down and listen to what these people are talking about. I promise you, it's a waste of your time. They just they just had an opportunity you didn't have. Or you didn't know you had, or you, and it's just they just got to it before everybody else. I think it's very it's very easy, as someone who maybe doesn't have all their stuff together in their mm-hmm. life, to see somebody ahead of you, and immediately be influenced by whatever they have to say to you. Yeah. Because why would you not listen to them? Yeah. You're in this place, and they're in that place, and it's just so easily able to be digested. Yeah, a, a great, like Mike Tyson said it, really well is. You cannot be the greatest without watching the greatest. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think, I think humans sub, you know, we subconsciously acknowledge that that is the truth. Because how do humans improve? How do we get better? We learn from those before us. We learn yeah. from those ahead of us, and we take the hand-me-down information or whatever they allow to slip from the life they've lived, and feed off of it and use it as a fuel. We take. Like I just did with Mike Tyson, we take their quotes, yeah, and we 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 now enhance the meaning of them. Like it doesn't have to be deep, but f- for someone else, they'd be like, "I know it doesn't mean something to you, but to me, you know what I'm saying." Now you're kind of you kind of rolled yourself up in this blanket of existing, trying to reach that higher level, while. You know, saying so you're now, you're, but you're doing your best to imitate those before you because you you kind of you've you've put them in like this. They're better than me. Yeah. Mindset. That's where it goes wrong. Yeah, and now now you're doing everything you can to not to not even be better than them. You you just want to stand next to them. Yeah. That's how blind you are. You you're not even thinking like I want to surpass them. It's I just want to be there. <laughs> 